It's the ENG Talking Hour with your host, Chris Osorio, presenting a new podcast episode on Friday, December 13th, 2019. It's a slightly chilly night here in Roland Heights, California, and I'm sitting with one of my friends, Scott. Hey. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Not too bad. I'm just a bit busy with final projects and papers for my classes. Got off work earlier today, so I've just been relaxing. Oh, how'd that go? Eh, work was fine. I feel you. I worked early today, but not as long, and it's been it's been long with with, uh, with finals, and it's definitely the final stretch of the semester, so winter break will definitely be a rewarding time off. Um, before we get started about talking about the content of the podcast, would you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. So yeah, my name is Scott, and I'm 26 years old. Uh, my academic background mostly... Uh, consists of political science, and I'm I have a bachelor's in political science, and I'm getting a I'm working on a master's in public administration at Brandman University in Irvine. Ooh, well, it's great to have you on the episode. Well, thanks for having me. In tonight's episode, to put it simply, we'll be talking about three things: ghosts, slavery, and tourism in the 21st century United States. We'll be talking primarily about the legacy of slavery and how. Um, that legacy from the 19th century affects us today through tourist attractions like ghost tours and other events that are intended to trigger paranormal activity. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Conveniently on Friday the 13th, right? Tonight is going to be spooky because we're going to also talk about issues of victimization, spectacle, violence, and social memory. And sadly, in their lifetime, the victims of the enslaved had no agency over their lives, and as we'll come to discover, they still might not have that, or worse, peace and justice. I love it. Sounds interesting. Let's go. All right. In a recent opinion piece for the Washington Post, Hannah Simpson, who's a regular writer and contributor to the to the newsletter, um, wrote a piece on dark tourism called Dark Tourism. And she defines dark tourism as, quote, visiting places where some of the darkest events of human history unfolded, including incidents of genocide, assassination, incarceration, ethnic cleansing, war, or disaster, either natural or accidental. And some of the sites that Samson discusses are the concentration camp at Auschwitz and other ones in Germany, the site of the Chernobyl nuclear plant, the site of the Kennedy assassination, and the 9-11 memorial in New York. Wow. Yeah, that's some really dark history in those places. Yeah. I had no idea that Chernobyl has attracted a dark tourism audience, although I'm not really surprised by that. But something that did surprise me was that Hannah Simpson, Sampson sorry, doesn't even bother to mention slavery in her piece. And knowing that the sites of slavery have attracted the most tourists, it's troubling to think that those locations wouldn't even be mentioned. But that's okay, because we're going to talk about those today. Can I run some stats by you real quick? Yeah, sure, go for it. So, according to Paranormal America, a research project by the Cultural Studies Department at Chapman University in Orange, California, they've surveyed several people, and they had the following um, findings from the report. 58% of Americans believe that places are haunted by spirits and ghosts. 57% believe that 
ancient advanced civilizations such as Atlantis once existed. 41% believe that aliens have visited Earth in our ancient past. 35% have the belief that aliens have come in Earth in modern times, which is definitely represented in things like um, the interest in Era 51 and all those other stuff. 26% of people think that people have telekinesis or the ability to move objects with their minds. 21% believe in Bigfoot. And 17% of people think that fortune tellers and psychics can actually see into the future. What do you think about these kinds of stats? Um, they're really interesting. In fact, I probably would uh, categorize myself in a number of those uh, different categories. Oh, really? Which ones? Um, definitely the uh, haunted spirits, and I'm really interested in the Area 51 stuff. Oh, cool. I think that I probably would be in the haunted spirits category for sure. Um, but I think that doing a project that's centered on ideas of the paranormal has kind of, I guess, ruined those kinds of experiences and beliefs for me. And interestingly enough, all the beliefs that are mentioned in that study by Chapman are linked to the paranormal. And in your words, what is the paranormal? Uh, I think the paranormal are things that are related to the supernatural, such as ghosts or spirits, stuff like that. Okay. Um, I think the uh, I think the paranormal can really just be a number of things. If we're thinking about like slavery in 2019, then maybe it's something that can help historians study the past and examine the effects of the past. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I think that's true, because to an extent, the paranormal is the realm that blurs the line between the real and the unreal. Or another way I think about that is that consists of people or incidents or things that lie outside the boundaries of conventional science and mainstream religious thought. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I like to shift the conversation to look at the paranormal, as you put it, in a more historical point of view. For example, in a book called Possessions, The History and the Uses of Hauntings in the Hudson River, literature scholar Judith Richardson discusses the phenomenon of ghosts in the New York Hudson uh, Valley region. And she defines ghosts as, quote, inanimations from the past that are produced by the cultural and social life of the communities in which they appear. Ghosts operate as a particular and peculiar kind of social memory, an alternate form of history making in which things usually forgotten, discarded, or repressed become foregrounded, end quote. Ooh, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, um, well, assuming I understand Richardson's argument, uh, I, I think uh, when we consider how long ago slavery was a thing in the United States, uh, Richardson's definition of ghost seems to be closely related to time since she highlights history, society, and memory. Hmm. This sounds very Freudian, don't you think? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I think that idea about repression and trauma are involved in this way of looking at the role of the paranormal, especially in ghost tours, you think? Oh, yeah. 
Um, definitely the presence of ghosts are sort of like the whole thing about the return of the repressed. Or I can't remember. Is it is it return of the oppressed? I, I think both work here. Um, yeah. It's like the spirit of the dead can't rest in peace because they keep coming back to haunt. Or maybe they're not even choosing to come back at all. Well, that's definitely the whole thing about commercializing these spirits' experiences. Dark tourism needs them to come back from the dead. That's very true. I wonder how much time going back to Richardson argument plays a role in this discussion. Mm. Well, I think students like us who in 2019 are so detached and removed from an institution that was breathing and living over 150 years ago, it can be somewhat difficult to entertain the problems of slavery because of that gap in time. So I wonder what that does for us especially when we personally don't have any cultural experiences with slavery or through our heritage. Certainly. And that's definitely a problem. And that's a problem that um, another scholar, Tia Miles, who was heavily influenced by Richardson's book, um, talks about in her study, Tales from the Haunt Itself, Dark Tourism and Memories of Slavery from the Civil War Era. In her book, Miles says that the past exists on another plane of time, far away from us. We cannot fully access the past because it is no longer present. It is distant, shrouded, and mysterious. To visit the past requires sort of mental time machine, such as the feeling of transcendence that can be invoked by standing at the atmospheric historic site, viewing rare objects in a museum, reading a gripping historical study, or perhaps encountering a ghost. And all of the possible means of transport to the past, a ghostly encounter is arguably the most immediate, the most personal, and for some people, the most real. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a thing with dark tourism then, right? Because it's showcasing things from the past in a way those tours can be kind of like a museum. That's interesting that you bring that up, Scott. And I think so too. Dark tourism can certainly be an extension of um, an cabinets of curiosities or freak shows things that came are really prevalent from the 19th century in america exactly now why do you think that slavery and the ghosts of slaves are so popular for dark tourism do you think that's problematic for people who are going on these tours and have little knowledge about the history of slavery in america or does that even matter Mm, problematic i think uh these tourist attractions are only meant to make money for those that organize and manage them. So it's it in a sense, it's purely entertainment. And depending on who is giving the tour, I can imagine that it's pretty biased. Uh, tours like that have to be intentional and purposeful on entertaining its customers. Ghost tours sound like fun. Mu- museum tours can be boring compared to a ghost tour. <laughs> Academia... Can can be can be really dull, um, but to your point, that's true. There are ghost tours that, in her book, Miles um, takes extensive notice of, and she notices that some of the tours she went on makes extensive use of alcohol, and I mean extensive use of alcohol. Some of the tours she went on had things where customers would crawl through pubs that were supposedly haunted, and there were a lot of moments where. There were stops where they were just given alcohol to drink, even if they wanted or not. 
Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Well, with that being said, what can we do with this kind of knowledge about the paranormal? Does the current research provided by, say, Richardson and Miles and others offer us any solutions about this kind of problem? Mm, Well, I think we definitely have to make a dialogue about it. Far beyond the scope of this podcast, but at a local level so that common people are educated about the detrimental effects that activities like these things can have. I don't think that the tours necessarily provide solutions because they're meant to commercialize and make money off the lives of the ghosts of slavery. I think the conversation is key to combating this kind of problem. Mm. Do you think that we need to get rid of ghost tours or maybe make new kinds of ghost tours or just revise the current ones that we have? And if that's the case, how will we even achieve that? Honestly, I'm not too sure. I think that conversations and having an open-minded attitude and the willingness to know the histories behind the ghosts of slavery are important. I don't think that we should get rid of ghost tours because they're fun uh, and part of our culture, at least part of local histories of places where slaves' hauntings take place. I agree. I, I really agree. I think that just knowing the truth even though that's pretty subjective, is really important in this kinds of conversations that we're having. And I think dark tourism can be useful because it provides, it gives us a glimpse into the past in a way that a museum or a more professional academic experience can't. And it also is entertaining, as you said. But it should be balanced. I think that is important to helping, helping with this type of problem that we experience in 2019 and beyond. Um, do you have any other thoughts about this? Well, do you think that's possible? I hope so. I I really hope so. I hope that a podcast and new and more scholarly work on this topic could help create that kind of dialogue. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, thank you. That's all for tonight. And remember, if you're thinking about going on a dark tour, consider researching the history behind that tour so you don't fall into the trap of oppressing the victims of the past. The ghosts of the repressed. Well, thank you for your time, Scott. You're welcome.